Good mo- Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Ivan Oxley, and today we have a very special guest. She is from Little Rock, Arkansas. She's a member of the Little Rock, uh, Arkansas Marathon Group. In addition to National Black Marathoners Association, Half Manic, Half Fanatic, and that's not as a clinical uh, designation, but as a running group, double agent <laughs> for Marathon Maniacs, give it up for Brenda and Ghazi Stallings. How are you doing today? You're doing the most. You're doing the most. I'm good. That was two months? That was two months? Yeah. Just, just a little. Just a little. I should dial it down. So I should probably take off this. I should probably take off this ascot then, because I figured, you know, since I was dealing with royalty, I, I wanted to look the part. But yeah, it's getting warm in here with this ascot on, so I'm gonna I'm gonna remove it. Before we get too far along, I gotta know, Brenda, are you a five bucks lady or are you a D and D lady? I am neither. Mm, okay. I don't think coffee. Um, I couldn't. I don't think I've ever even been in a Dunkin' Donuts store or a restaurant or whatever it's called and um i've only gone into starbucks to buy a cup for my okay. husband who collects cups around the country and um i'll take pictures of the starbucks just because everywhere i go there's a starbucks but in every blue moon maybe once a year i'll have mm-hmm. hot chocolate from starbucks but i'm not i don't drink coffee and i'm not really big on Coffee stores, coffee houses. That's all. I got you. Oh, okay. So what do you? Well, we won't get into what you visit when you get to Paris. We'll we'll get there. But I, I'm so glad to have you on the show. I've been trying to, uh, you know, negotiate with your agent, get the scheduling all worked out, and we finally uh, were able to get that nailed down. And I was so excited. I called yesterday. I was like, Are we ready? And not only did I have the the day wrong, I had the time wrong. Pesky little uh, Central Standard Time. Nobody, everybody doesn't live on Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, I learned that yesterday quickly. So, glad to have you here. I wanted to talk about your, you know, your road to running, how you um, got along that path. And uh, so, take it away. Well, um, let's see. I didn't own a pair of gym shoes, and I wasn't much of an athlete or even, even anything close to athlete um, mm-hmm. in my early 30s. I was here in Arkansas, and one of my good friends had moved to Atlanta. And so mm. I just didn't have anybody to hang out with. I was working with her family at a restaurant, and I was just telling them that I think I'm going to have to move back to Michigan. You know, it's kind of boring here. I don't have any hobbies. What do mm-hmm. I do as a, you know, a black female, early 30s? What kind of activities are there to do? And they were looking in the paper and said, well, you just need to, let's try to find a hobby for you. You know, okay. tennis, golfing, running, something. And that year, the Little Rock Marathon was starting their first marathon ever, and they had free training. And so mm-hmm. I called the number, and free, free is always free, and free is always good, <laughs> free is always in my budget. Um, and I called them, and they said, come on out. So I walked, and I ended up mm-hmm. a half marathon, like a relay, and I had a partner mm. walk. And then they helped me train for a 5K that I did in Michigan, Race for the Cure. They helped me train for a half, and then I trained for the full marathon the next year, which would have been 2003. So mm. that's kind of how I got started. Okay. And then you were you were the um, 
ambassador for uh, BGR in, uh, <clears throat> in Little Rock, correct? I was. I was um, the ambassador and, and started the group here. It was very fulfilling, and it was pretty awesome to start the program here and just have mm-hmm. other black women running. One of my goals once I started running and traveling with the Little Rock Marathon group is I realized that there just weren't many black people out running. Of course, mm-hmm. this was before the MDNA, before BMR, before BGR, and I just thought, wow, like, <laughs> are there any black people running, and how do I connect with them? Mm-hmm. I remember going to Atlanta for Thanksgiving and running a half marathon and seeing black women, they probably thought I was stalkerish because I just kept saying, oh, God, where are you? <laughs> Who are you? You guys are a group. Like, oh my God! There's black people, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, nice to see you." Did she just come from another planet? I'm here. <laughs> um, and not, oh my God! Not too long after that, maybe February, I end up hooking mm-hmm. up with BCR on Twitter, and then I hooked up with them in March for the public half marathon, and okay. you know, the rest is history. Hmm. So you've been at it for um, quite some time, but I, I okay, like how you've been you, at it for a minute. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight lifetime half marathons. That's woo. Yeah, I it's sound slower, except I'm really cheap and don't like to pay for races. <laughs> mm-hmm. And okay. it's hard to get the races in Arkansas. If I lived in D.C. or Virginia, it would probably be easier to do more. Um, mm-hmm. But I can't do as many from Arkansas just because it's hard to travel and it's expensive to travel to the mm-hmm. coast, west coast, any coast, anywhere from here. So that's what probably keeps me from having more races. But I'm pretty proud of the 89. I'm good with that. That's all right. That, that's that's in, in, in 38 states, seven countries, and three continents. So you, you you've uh, you are a, a world traveler. And one of the reasons I like I, I, I alluded to earlier, as far as having you on the show, is because you you make that a um a a, a part of your 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 lifestyle, merging those two loves, running and traveling. How did you um how did you fall on the path of running? I mean traveling. Well, um, I've always traveled. My mom is a traveler. Mm-hmm. She's what I would call mm-hmm. an original nomad. She's been traveling <laughs> all of her life, and. She just kind of dragged me along. In my 30s, I wasn't traveling as much with her. I really wanted to be mm-hmm. in the United States. And she was going to China and Europe and doing all this type of stuff. And I was like, no, I haven't seen Montana yet. Um, and mm-hmm. she just me off and was in the street. Around 2008, I went to see my dad in Nigeria. And mm-hmm. after that, bug just bit me, and I thought, wow, I want to go everywhere. Of course, I'm like, I've been there, done that. I'm not repeating countries. Holler at me when you get to a country I haven't been to. Um, but once the bug hit, it, it was over, and I haven't been able to sit down since. Mm. Now, you've done something on Twitter that, I don't know, I think um, I found it fascinating, your, your, your photos of doors. And I, I guess it must be related to an elderly woman I used to work with, um, she sort of kept me out of trouble, Miss Harris. And she she would have she had this this door that somebody would come along every so often and regrain. And so just the architectural structure and the stories that's behind the doors. I think that's what I found fascinating about your 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 door series. I don't I don't know if you're continuing it. I haven't seen any recent doors. 
I just put on, I think this yesterday, yesterday evening, I put the doors of Albuquerque because I went to okay. ran a race. So I put the doors of Albuquerque up. After that, it was probably the doors of Dublin because I went to Dublin in April, and they have mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous doors. Um, and that's a thing in Dublin. Um, so I like doors. I like signs. I love churches. Those are probably mm-hmm. the three things I always make sure to take pictures of when I travel. And I love putting those pictures on Instagram because you don't really have to say much except for the, these are the pictures, These are the, this is the sites I saw, and this is wonderful, and I'm just going to put it on Instagram. You don't – and people expect pictures on Instagram. Sometimes you overload people on Facebook, but I like mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter for that reason. You can just put all kind of pictures on there and let people just take a look at them. Yeah, it felt like I, I, I was traveling, you know, without having to, you know, shell out any money. It was like, okay, okay, I see that door. So I was over in Dublin. I was over in <laughs> Budapest. <laughs> and you're like all over, just exotic places. Like, okay, not, you know, I've, woo! That is something else. But what I, what I, um, talk to me about, talk to us about your, your, your good works, your philanthropic endeavors, um, that, that I find, you know, it's it's not it's not normal, you know. When you hear, see someone out there doing something that's not for themselves to 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 benefit others, that that's intriguing. I find that um, yeah, impressive. I don't think my life is normal. I was in um, Chicago with a friend, and we were going mm-hmm. to a surprise birthday party. And I was thinking, you know, nobody would ever throw me a surprise birthday party. Like, when would I ever? Mm-hmm have that occasion, and she just looked at me and said, you're never in the country for your birthday. Like, people give you a surprise party. We don't know if you're be... in the country. We don't know if you'd be in the state without giving the surprise away. Like, you already make plans a year ahead, and you're gone. Like, we don't, we can't do this for you. So I started to mm-hmm. think, like, you know, my night, my life isn't normal. So what am I going to do different this year? I'm always traveling on my birthday. Let me Mm -hmm. do something that really touches my heart. And so I saw that Facebook allowed you to donate to a charity. So the Bell Tower Mm -hmm. Scholarship is close to my heart because it's founded with me along with nine of other of my classmates from University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. And I thought, you know, for my 46th birthday, I think I'm just going to raise money. And for people who would normally show up, or who I think or what Hope would normally show up for, a birthday party or would give a mm-hmm. gift. Why don't I just ask them to donate and let's see if I can raise $460. I'm going to be 46 years old. Let's just see. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't embarrass myself. I hope I can raise $460. And my friend mm-hmm. blew my thoughts out of the water like out of the water every single day I would get on Facebook and just wake up with tears in my eyes because mm. we would give and keep giving and keep giving. And I thought, oh, my God, this is awesome. How many college students can be blessed with $500 scholarships? And in the end, when we raised over $7,000, I still get emotional thinking about it because when I presented that check, what, two weeks mm-hmm. ago, last week at homecoming, it was it was emotional for me because I just thought, wow, people gave, people gave. I asked and they gave and gave, and up. gave, and gave. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. that's that's incredible. I know the feeling. I didn't raise that much money, um, but I did for shoe for Africa. But the it started off as a yeah. as a joke 
you know, about not getting into the New York City Marathon. But as it progressed, you know, it was like, wow, you're doing something for someone else that's bigger than yourself. And then, you know, I, was, I would start to get like emotional, you know, and I didn't, you know, this, this, this moist discharge would come from my eyes. And I, and I was, it was hard to figure out what it was at first. I was like, wow, those, those, what's that salty dis? Is that, are those tears? Oh my God, am I crying? Because it's overwhelming. It's, it's, it's amazing when you think about random people sometimes or, or, or just people that doing, stepping up and assisting you in a project or a task that you're taking on. And wow. Yeah. I can imagine how you, um, how you felt. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to realize that your life isn't normal. So me mm-hmm. sitting somewhere thinking, oh, man, why won't my friends throw me a surprise party? Or why why don't I just sit down and throw myself a party and have people come? Well, my life isn't normal. And so not saying that that in itself is normal, but that's kind of what people do on birthdays. Either their friends throw them a party or they throw themselves a party. Mm-hmm. Well, my life isn't normal. So it's fell right into doing something that wasn't the norm. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's 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 all right. So what's next uh for you? Oh wow. That's a big question. Um traveling. Um mm-hmm. I'm trying to just go in and everywhere. No, seriously, I um <laughs> well, I come to find out I actually got into Tokyo and I wasn't expecting okay. that. So I got into the Tokyo Marathon. Mhm. So I am preparing for the trip to Tokyo in February, which happens to be a week before the Little Rock Marathon when I have everybody come to Little Rock. So I'm going to have to just get my life and my jet lag together, run Tokyo, (laughs) check off another world major, and then be Mm -hmm. ready and fight for team no sleep for the Little Rock Marathon. Um, Mm -hmm. That is probably the biggest running trip I have going on. I have a trip scheduled with my nephew for Thanksgiving, but he – he doesn't listen to your podcast, thankfully, so I can say I'm surprising him with a trip for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so all that's right. Another, that's my next, I think that's my next out-of-country trip. I, I don't know. I have to look at my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've been trying to sell him for a while. I don't I don't know if it's the, the strategy. I don't know if the poster needs to change, but no one, is, no one has actually stepped up and said they want to buy your nephew. You know, well, I can and, say at homecoming, I had somebody ask me, and they had money in their hand, and they said, "I was <laughs> ready to buy your nephew." He he went to homecoming tailgating with me, and I said, "I'm selling him today for the price of a turkey leg." And they broke out seven dollars and handed me seven dollars and tried to take him away. So I can say <laughs> that at least that somebody tried to buy him recently. Um, An offer of, yeah. that is all right. So how how did you start doing the um the pre-hosting the pre-race in Paris? Oh my god, I love Paris. I love it, love it, love it. Like I love it. And once I realized that we had groups who were uh, black people who were coming to the Paris Marathon, I thought this mm-hmm. is the perfect to visit Paris. I mean, the weather is still good. It's not too cold and it's not too mm-hmm. hot. The tourists haven't hit Paris yet, which means you can get to the museums easily. You can the metro is wonderful in Paris. Um, and I thought, well, I, I know restaurants and I know people. I can host mm-hmm. a pre race dinner. I, and I like hosting dinners. I do that here in Little Rock. I did it with Mississippi Blues for several years, at least four years there. But I like hosting dinners. I like having people and I kinda grew up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, my my 
people were kind of strict, but we always had dinners or food and and serving and hosting people. And so I like that. And the fact that I, I have restaurants where I can do that in Paris makes me smile. And the fact that there are so many black people coming to run the Paris Marathon mm-hmm. makes me smile. And it's my happy place. It's my soul city. So I, I enjoy hosting the dinners, and I will continue to do that as long as I'm able to afford to, to get over there during the mm-hmm. marathon. I will always host a pre-race dinner just so people can gather together and say hi, talk about what they're doing in Paris, what other countries they may visit, um, mm-hmm. delicious French food, um, drink good wine, and then go on about their business and run a fantastic race. Okay. Now, are French fries considered uh, French food? They are, but truth be told, <laughs> Brussels says that they are that they are the makers of the frites, um, and they don't take too kindly to the fact that the French have commandeered the word French fries. But if you go to Brussels, <laughs> they probably have the best tasting frites ever. Brussels mm-hmm. is better than okay. Paris. Yeah. Not, but you gave up French fries a long time ago. You said you used to eat them every day? The... I used to eat them every day. I have not given them up completely. I eat them maybe once a week now, but I used to okay. eat them every, probably since I was 15. I've eaten French fries every single day, and I can count when I stopped eating French fries every day. There were, there have been periods where it's been a week or two or a two months where I, I've actually gone without eating French fries every day. Now that I'm training, so I just don't eat them because they're just not the best. They're not nutritional, um, but I still eat French fries about once a week. If I can go two weeks, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm addicted. Uh, you're addicted to the, oh, my goodness. So how do I you am. Know, when I graduated you... from, mm-hmm. from college, instead of having a graduation cake from college, my mm-hmm. friends and family actually had a cake pan that was nothing but French fries. That's what they had for me. Uh, oh, my goodness. Brenda, so one final uh, question in terms of what got you started, you know, paying it forward, you know, doing these um, sort of activities where it, it's not about yourself, it's for a cause, getting involved in, in, in whether it's NBMA or the the BGR or Little Rock Marathon, um, these groups, what caused you to get so active involved because it's, so, it's almost like you have more than 24 hours in a day. My mother, my mother is that mm-hmm. kind of person, and she's a big influence. My family, my grandmother, um, if people even followed remotely when I was posting for raising money for my birthday, I would post pictures of my great-grandparents, of my grandparents, mm-hmm. of my mother and my uncle, mm-hmm. and my family has influenced me. We have, we are not rich. We come from a sharecropper background, but we have worked hard, and my mom has always said we work hard so we can give back to others, and that's how I live my life. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, you know, I, I wanted to sort of start incorporating those kinds of stories where we're having sort of like ordinary people on the show doing extraordinary things in their, in their community. It doesn't have to be like a, a – you know, a, a mega star, but they're, they're little things that you can do to to impact someone's life, uh, you know, and it's simple gestures, you know. I think we we met, initially I used to post in um, on, on the National Black Marathon's page, and then I would get an inbox, 
you know, we got to delete that. We deleted that. I'm like, oh, my God. And so, <laughs> I, just, I, can't, I, can't. I was like, oh, no, it's gone. What did I do? Oh, punishment. It's like you get a, it's like getting called to the principal's office. It's like, please don't call my mother. You got to, oh, just delete it. I won't say it again. And then do it again next week. It's like, oh, you fi- run a file again. Look, just stop it. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And I was like, okay, you know, and then you realize along the way that there, there's something, and it wasn't in a, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't nasty. The tone wasn't, it was just like, just, just, you know, let's, okay, look, this is not what this is for. Did you read the directions? I don't think I ever read the, um, <laughs> the page guidelines. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I treat that, like, I treat that like the, the agreement in iTunes when I'm doing my update to my on my iPhone, just agree, yeah, because if I don't agree, I'm not going to be able to do the update. So, yeah, I'm not even – I could be giving away my, my, my children or whatever and, and not even know it. But um, <laughs> but thank you so much, Brenda, for being on the show. I really appreciate you um, and all that you bring to the, uh, the running community. I look forward to uh, what's next for you out there. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All righty. That's that. Okay. I know. This is cool. Great. All right. I should probably hang it because we're going to have that on the recording. Thank you so much, Brenda. Oh, okay.